Hey friend, I'm so honored to share space with you right now. Why? Because when we share space, there's no dark corner left behind. We shed light where it's dark by challenging our perspectives and the parts of our mindset that are limiting and even contributing to the parts of us that are unfulfilled. We dig to bring clarity to our mind and by God's grace, even peace for our soul. So if you're really ready to start digging, I'm Coach K Jones and it's Tuesday, so let's talk. Hey, you guys, welcome to another episode of Tuesday Talk, the podcast. We are in season two, episode two of this podcast, y'all. And as I said before, January is all about lessons unpacked, right? And so before I bring on a guest (laughs) next week, before I bring on some guests, I do want to share Um, The last few think pieces, I guess, that I'm still unpacking from last year and making an intentional effort to correct this year. Okay, so in this episode specifically, I am going to share 10 things that I encourage everyone to do this year. Um, If you follow me on my social media, uh, mostly on Facebook, I pretty much shared this in a post. And what I want to do is... I want to elaborate a little bit on this. Um, So if you're ready, go ahead and grab your pen, grab your notebook. Yeah, we're grabbing that early. You're still going to have homework at the end, but you're going to want to write these things down pretty much as I talk about them. So 10 things that I encourage everyone to do this year. Number one is say a lot less and take more action. Don't talk about it, be about it and prove it to yourself. Okay, so many of us, and I've witnessed this a lot this year, and maybe just from posts on social media, but I've witnessed so many people doing so much talking all year long and haven't done a single thing that they were talking about. It's like when you say it, you put it out there and it feels like you've already accomplished it. And then you lose the motivation to actually pursue it. And you don't have the discipline to, or the drive to actually see it through. So this year, Don't make so many announcements, y'all. Don't make so many premature announcements. It is awesome to plan and to be excited about something and to want to share things with people. But we also have to be mindful of the fact that some things we have to keep to ourselves until that very thing that we're keeping to ourselves begins to create fruit and speak for itself. Because when you're really moving in action, you don't have to talk a lot. You don't have to say a lot. Take away the feeling of having to prove something. Maybe it's the feeling of having to prove yourself or having to prove others wrong. Or maybe there are a bunch of people who don't believe in you and you have to make them feel like you're making waves. But in the long run, you're really injuring yourself. So say a lot less this year and take more action this year. Be more diligent in your action and in your steps than you are so quick and eager to talk about it. The excitement will build up and still be there when you're ready to announce whatever it is that you have to announce. But keep it to yourself for now. If you have a super close circle, you know, maybe share with one other person. But for the most part, keep it between you and God and allow him to work it out for you. That's number one. Number two, and this one was big for me, is don't force doing, but get comfortable in being, okay? We get so caught up in 
do, do, do. And I keep saying we, because like I said, this list was something that I came up with or that I thought about for myself, but I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one and sis, sir, brother, whatever, whoever I'm talking to, I'm talking to you and I'm sharing this with you because this is what we do on the podcast. We share space. Um, but don't force doing, but get comfortable in being. This was big for me because I feel like I did so much last year. I did a whole, whole lot, but one thing I didn't do was just be. And so just a couple days ago, honestly, I ran into a standstill where I'm just like, I don't really know what to do next. I don't know what to do next. I don't know where I'm supposed to go next. I don't know what the next move is. Like, I'm just kind of at a standstill. And that was very uncomfortable for me because again, I'm just so accustomed and in the habit of doing and being in the habit of doing is not always a great thing. Sometimes you do have to just be. And so it dawned on me one evening randomly, I'm sitting on the couch and I'm talking with my husband about certain decisions. And I'm like, you know, I feel like I'm hearing God tell me to be still. And he goes, duh. And I'm like, Okay, so if you knew then why didn't you why didn't you say anything? You know, you just let me figure it out for myself. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes we have to hear that word from God himself for us to actually even listen to it, right? But when God told me to be still, that's when I realized like, Kayla, you've done so much last year. You have planted so many seeds last year. And when you plant seeds, you can't dig them out right away. You can't overwater them and drown them. You can't do too much with them. You'd have to let them be. You have to let the seeds take root and then you have to let them sprout and blossom and grow at their own pace on their own timing. And so I'm in the season of being still watering my plants, allowing them to get sunlight, but not doing the most. I don't have to do right now. I just have to be God told me to be still. And then I caught the whole revelation of what that really looked like. And I haven't been more peaceful since. Number three, stress less and surrender more. You can kind of piggyback off of number two for this one. But one of the, the Bible verses that really brings this one, stress less and surrender more into perspective is Matthew chapter six, verse uh, 25 through 34, right? Specifically verse 27. And I'm not going to like read the whole entire thing to you. I'm going to skip around a bit. So make sure you grab your Bible and you read it for yourself in your own time, right? But specifically verse 27, when it says, can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? Then it goes on to say, oh, you a little faith. And then in verse 31, it says, so do not worry saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink or what shall we wear? And then it closes out so powerfully and says, but seek first his kingdom and all his righteousness and all these things will be given to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Like I said, I skipped through these verses a lot. So please go and read and know the word for yourself. But basically clear as day, it says stress less worry less and surrender more surrender what surrender to God surrender to his will surrender and be at peace in knowing that he will do what he says knowing that he is your provider knowing that he will see to it that you have what you need you don't have to go and search for these things God knows you need to eat he's not going to let you starve he knows that there are things that you need 
and you have to rest in trusting and knowing that he will provide it for you. There's no need to stress about it or worry about it, but you have everything to gain by surrendering. Number four, number four is not necessarily for me personally, but it is still something that I wanted to share with the people. I don't know who this might minister to, but I'm sure it's on a list for a reason. But number four is to make more intentional memories that you'll remember instead of just creating blurred nights that you'll forget. This one is about turning up, drinking all the time, smoking all the time. Like, and that's not to say, you know, you can't do what you do. But as you all known from previous episodes, I do bartend. I see a lot. I've been a bartender for seven years and I've seen so much. I've seen what alcohol does. I've seen, I've experienced it for myself. Let me just say that. Um, but I also just see it so often and not because I'm in the environment, but like literally same people over and over and over again, doing the same thing, drunk out their mind all the time. And again, it is what it is. I've been there. I've done that. But one thing I do know and one thing that I have been intentional about is making more intentional memories that I'll actually remember instead of just creating blurred nights that you'll forget. If anything, challenge yourself. Challenge yourself to be high off life. Challenge yourself to have a burst of energy and be able to turn up just off of your own strength. Like, I'm not even going to get into what Cat Williams said, but the truth don't need no motivation. Your enjoyment shouldn't need motivation of alcohol. Your enjoyment shouldn't need a couple of drinks and shots before you can actually get into enjoying where you are. And if you're in a place catching yourself saying, I'm too sober for this, I need a drink, or I'm not lit enough for this, the nine times out of 10, it really doesn't have a purpose for you to be there anyways. But again, That's just my two cents. Carry on as you will. Take it up between you and the Lord. Make more intentional memories that you'll remember instead of just creating blurred nights that you'll forget. Number five, grind, but don't forget to live. This one was specifically for me last year, and I don't know who else is speaking to. Grind, but don't forget to live. All last year, all I did was grind. I didn't necessarily live at all. I can count on a couple fingers how many times I've genuinely enjoyed myself last year I grinded a lot I planted a lot of seeds I worked hard I worked like three jobs plus running my own business and a couple other things I grinded and at the end of all my grinding was I satisfied or did I regret that I didn't have more enjoyment The verse, or excuse me, the Bible verse that really brought this one home for me and allowed me to rest in God's peace was Psalm 127, verse 1. It says, unless the Lord builds the house, they who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. So in other words, we can grind our butts off. We can have four, five jobs. We can be doing the thing. We can grind, 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 grind. And at the end of it all, it could still fall to nothing if it was not the Lord's will in the first place. That's crazy, right? Unless the Lord builds the house, they who build it labor in vain. You can bust your butt building that house and you could be building it on quicksand and not a firm foundation. 
and you labored in vain because now your house fell to pieces. That one hit hard for me. Number six, stop seeking validation outside of God and yourself. I didn't do a whole lot of that last year, but there were moments where I caught myself seeking outside validation that had nothing to do with the fact that God already validated me or that I knew that I was anointed or qualified to do something. So that's pretty self-explanatory. Stop seeking validation outside of God and yourself because ultimately God's validation is all that you need. If he has told you to do something, if he's told you that this is what you're called to do, then do it. You don't need somebody else to come out the cut and be like, yes, this is for you. You don't need that. We want that, but we don't need it. And you can start and finish with the validation of God alone. Number seven, be disciplined enough to walk away from and stop craving things that are not good for you. Craving is hard. We're human. We're going to have cravings, but be disciplined enough to not indulge in those cravings. Be disciplined enough to walk away from those strong urges or strong feelings. Be disciplined enough to walk away from and stop craving things that are not good for you, such as foods, relationships, and spaces. High key is a blatant disregard for yourself and for what God wants for you and a disregard to your health and like physically, mentally, emotionally and spiritually. Ask me how I know. Again, I'm not really ever going to tell you guys things or encourage you on things that I have not personally been through myself. I don't go like that. (laughs) The best way I know how to speak to and encourage and empower others is from experience, from personal experience. So I've struggled walking away from certain eating habits before. I've struggled walking away from certain relationships. I've even currently still struggled walking away from certain spaces and <laughs> bartending. But I ask myself simply, is this good for me? Does it contribute to my overall well-being? Is this what God wants for me in this season or at all? Do I want this more than I want what God has for me? And asking in those ways really makes it quite simple and clear. Don't get it twisted. I said it makes it quite simple and clear. I didn't say it makes it easy to do, but it does simplify the overwhelming feelings that we have. Not to mention self-control is a fruit of the spirit. But I digress. Number eight, find an activity slash hobby that you genuinely love. In addition to God, this can be your grounding station that brings you joy and clears your mind in this natural realm. So, for example, there are a lot of men that go golfing. Golfing is a great mental clarity for most men. I mean, other men have other hobbies and, you know, it. but the example there is find a hobby that you genuinely love, something that you enjoy doing in your pastime. Again, I worked so much last year that I rarely enjoyed myself. I can count the times I've had enjoyment. And when I was reflecting on what I wanted for this year, I knew that alone didn't sit well with me. So it was one of my resolutions, if you will, to find something that I truly enjoy doing. I'm still having a hard time thinking about that. That also lets me know that I've spent a whole 365 days of last year not doing things that I genuinely enjoy. 
Because if I did, then I would know what I genuinely enjoy outside of coaching, outside of reading a book, outside of communing with God in my prayer room. What is it that Kayla loves to do? Not coach Kayla, not mommy Kayla, not wife Kayla, but what does Kayla enjoy doing? I don't know. Y'all, I have to figure it out. If you got some suggestions, help your girl out. (laughs) Number nine, make sure you have at least two solid, equally yoked friends in your corner. Quality over quantity. A friend can be solid, but that don't mean they're equally yoked. Which is why I said make sure you have at least two solid, equally yoked friends in your corner. And equally yoked is not going to be exactly equal. Of course, we're going to have friends who do things that we don't do and friends who enjoy other things that we don't always enjoy. But find a friend who is on the same paths as you. For example, I prefer my friendships at this stage in my life to be a circle of women who are seeking God because I just, I just need friends who are going to be equally yoked in a sense that I need friends who are also going to hold me accountable. If I'm lacking in my walk with God, I need a friend who's going to tell me, friend, you're lacking in your walk with God. I don't want friends who see me lacking in my walk with God and be like, girl, it's okay. Just come on. We can go over here. We can go to the bar. We can drink and we can talk about it. I don't want that. I don't want that. That's not equally yoked for me. There's nothing wrong with that. I just know my personal preference. And I just know where I am in my life and where I am in my life. I can't afford to not have equally yoked friendships. Again, you'll have friends who do different things, who have different gifts, who have different anointings. We're not talking about that. We are talking about friends who are equally yoked with you in your spirit, with your decisions, with a couple of things. So make sure you have at least two solid Equally yoked friends in your corner is quality over quantity. Lastly, number 10, love yourself and God so much that it creates automatic boundaries you'll have no problem sticking to. Sometimes we play with ourselves, but one thing about God is he does not play about us, right? So in other words, Sometimes people have a hard time standing on their boundaries, but when you go, like when you're growing in relationship with God, you'll find some of the boundaries you had were too rigid, (laughs) me, and that there were some boundaries you were completely lacking. So in my teenage years, I liked boundaries heavily, but as I grew older and life began to play with me, I had no problem creating and standing on boundaries because life was really trying to do a thing and I wasn't with it. Some of the boundaries... God had to tell me to loosen up a bit. But if you're a person who has a hard time standing on boundaries, let God be your scapegoat. So you like, you know, when you were a kid and somebody asked you to come over and stay the night at their house, but you really didn't want to, but you also didn't want to be mean and say no. So you text your mom and say, like you text your mom and be like, mom, can you say no? So that you could tell your friend that, oh, my mom said no. Yeah, let it be like that (laughs) until you get comfortable enough to do it on your own. Be like, I don't know, I'll pray on it or I have to check with God first. And for real, that's not even a scapegoat situation. That's literally in every decision making approach that you should have anyways. Like for me at this point, it's like 
if God ain't tell me to do it, I don't want to do it. Like you listened to episode one, I hope new year, new faith. And I talked about radical faith, radical faith, radical faith, radical faith. I want that to look like not necessarily no matter what I want, but what God wants for me. If you don't want it for me, I don't want it either. If you don't want me to do it, I don't want to do it either. I want my desires to align with his desires for me. That's a whole nother story for a different day. I have a couple of things that I desired that he didn't necessarily desire for me that I had to make peace with. And now I am literally basking in the peace of his promises. Because even though I'm not getting what I want in my version, I'm receiving what he needs for me in his version. And I know that it's perfect. And I know that it will work, that he works all things together for my good. So let's recap on the 10 things that I encouraged everyone to do this year. I know I somewhat flew through this, but it was almost like I had a word to say. I had some things to get up off my chest and I don't know why, but it feels freeing on me right now because these are not just things that I've unpacked that I'm keeping to myself, but that I'm sharing with you guys. And I'm hoping that you'll pull something from it. And that's the homework. So first, let's recap. Number one was say a lot less and take more action. Don't talk about it. Be about it and prove it to yourself. Number two, don't force doing, but get comfortable in being. That's when God told me to be still. Number three was stress less and surrender more. The Bible verse I used for that was Matthew chapter six, verse 25 through 34. Go back and read it for yourself. Number four was make more intentional memories that you'll remember instead of just creating blurred nights that you'll forget. Something else that I want to add to that that I didn't add before was, and not just any memories, but on top of creating intentional memories, make sure that you're creating intentional memories with purposeful people. Like, we don't want to just be out here creating memories with any and everybody. Make sure that it's people who mean well, like people that you genuinely enjoy. Again, friends that are equally yoked. The memories will hit so much harder than just the random people that you hit up just to go out with because you just want to go out. Okay, I digress. Number five, grind, but don't forget to live. I'm excited because one of the interviews that I have lined up, um, she speaks so hard and so powerfully about grind culture. The way that she speaks is so audacious um, about ease in life and not having to grind or work so hard. And I am excited for that interview, not just for me, but for y'all as well. So number five was grind, but don't forget to live. Number six, stop seeking validation outside of God and yourself. Self-explanatory. Number seven, be disciplined enough to walk away from and stop craving things that are not good for you, food, relationships, and spaces. Those are just examples. I'm sure there are plenty more things that we can talk about surrounding this topic. But the bottom line is be disciplined enough to walk away from and stop craving things that are not good for you. Number eight, find an activity slash hobby that you genuinely love. In addition to God, this can be your grounding station that brings you joy and clears your mind in this natural realm. Y'all hold me accountable because I'm struggling with that one myself, but I'm working on it. Amen. <laughs> Number nine, 
make sure you have at least two solid, equally yoked friends in your corner, quality over quantity. I'm happy that God has actually been working on that for me. Um, in addition to being able to live and breathe and not grind and let life pass me by, I've also been seeking and asking God for purposeful connections and he has been delivering this and I'm pretty excited for where this is going you know two solid friends I say is just to start but it nothing beats having a community so that's number nine and lastly number 10 love yourself and God so much that it creates automatic boundaries you'll have no problem sticking to So I hope you still have your pen and your notebook handy. If you don't get it out because it's time for the homework and the homework is very simple. I'm just curious. Um, I want you to hear this 10 things that I've encouraged you to do. And I want you to point out and write down in your notebook. What are the top three out of the 10? What are the top three that stick out for you personally and why? Why do these stick out for you personally? Is it something that you struggled with? Is it something that you told yourself you were going to do more of or less of this year? Do more of them relate to you or do none of them relate to you? Either way, I'm curious. And I just thought that this would be a great think piece for a few people. Um, Like I said, including myself. So on that note, you guys. Think about it, pray about it, get in your word, talk to God, and I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you guys for sharing space with me today. If you found this episode enlightening but want more clarity for how to connect these perspectives in your own walk or even just need overall guidance for your own journey, don't hesitate to book your free discovery session with me at www.soulvibelifestyles.com or even take yourself through one of my 30-day self-guided journals by me and my business partner, Sharice Chambers. The link to both can be found in the show notes. This Tuesday Talk episode was powered by my faithful listeners and coffee funders. For those of you who know, there is no Tuesday Talk episode without my Tuesday Talk coffee and you. If you'd like to contribute a coffee to keep me sharp, you can do so with the link in the show notes. Thank you all for your generous contribution because honestly, what's a woman without God, coffee, and your support? Talk to y'all next week. Thank you for listening.